0: I started season one podcast in 2019, never with the thought that I might ever have a season two. And now I'm about to be starting season three. It's amazing to me how many listeners I've gained over this time period, especially because my podcast is so inconsistent. (laughs) It's a surprise. Like, When will another episode come out? And what will it be about? Who knows? I don't even know. I have around 8,000 listeners, which is a lot for me. I never thought anyone wanted to hear me talk, honestly. So I just want to say thank you to all of you because I know my topics are random and my timing is even more random. But I appreciate all of you I probably wouldn't have been doing this this long if I wasn't getting all the positive feedback that I get from all of you. So thank you. I told myself when I first started that if I'm still doing this podcast a year from now, that I would upgrade my podcast equipment. And I still haven't. I still use my phone Although I did just upgrade my phone. Um, But I use my phone and some regular iPhone headphones. Not the AirPod ones, just the regular ones with the cord. They work better because the microphone is right where your mouth is. I've had a lot of people come to me still and say they want to start a podcast and they've always wanted to start one. And they ask how I do it. And it's so simple literally anyone can do it. It's free. If you have a smartphone, a quiet place and some thoughts, you can do it. It doesn't matter what the topic is because it's your podcast. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. I like season two because I think it showed a little more of my personality. Like I was able to open up a little more and I like to think that I'm just sarcastic and dark But I'm also really goofy and dumb, and I think season two exposed that a little more. I like to laugh at stupid shit, and I do stupid shit to make people laugh, and I'm glad season two, I was able to show that side of myself a little more. There's a lot of season one that I really, really dislike. Um, I listen back on it, and I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? But I won't delete them because I like how it shows my growth and development of my character. But I just can't listen to them. Um, they annoy me. I think my favorite episode from season two is plastic bottle tequila for so many reasons. Sometimes I'm just so hilarious and very few people get it. But the fa- my favorite part about it is that I crack myself up like sometimes i'm just so entertaining to myself it doesn't even matter if anyone else gets the joke because i do plastic bottle tequila was such a fun adventure for one and i haven't even spoke about esmeralda in years so i was very happy to bring her back i think this episode was just entirely me being myself i was being dumb funny and still sarcastic, but was able to show how dorky I am, but I'm still better than everyone, all my personalities into one episode, and I even learned the meaning of a great metaphor. I had this Russian guy in one of my college Eng- English classes, and he used to pronounce metaphor as metaphor, <laughs> and the instructor used to make fun of him, and obviously so did I. Um, moving on, I think episode one, kind of funny, was such a good, was it was really good timing and it was such a good way to start off season two. I was just talking about how funny I am and how I just make myself laugh. I literally just play jokes on people or I tell people random shit all day just for my entertainment. I don't even ever tell them that I'm joking, but it's always good to take an outside look at things and have those humbling moments when you're like, okay, I'm really funny. But when you compare it to someone or something that's actually really funny, then it's like, okay, I guess I'm only kind of funny. Funny enough to entertain myself and a small group of friends, but not funny enough to entertain a live audience. Not funny enough to write then a story for the number one comedy of the year. Not even close to that. And I don't actually think I'm smart. Believe me, I feel stupid very often. Um, I have a lot of airhead moments or moments of why didn't I know that? Like, how did I get this far in life without knowing that? So I have moments of both worlds. I think there's sometimes I do impress myself. And I think that I think from a different perspectives than other people maybe like I've wondered if I'm on the spectrum because I feel like my brain is so different than everyone else's and I feel awkward a lot but then people tell me all the time you're so smart how did you even think of that and I'm like well my brain of course but then there's other times when I don't even know where the fuck Egypt is and just like everyone else I'm not self-confident at all I just pretend to be Because I know no one really is. And there's never a right way to talk about yourself. Like, it's just going to offend someone somehow. If someone says, you're so pretty, and you say, oh, no, I'm not. Then they're like, why do you talk about yourself that way? But if someone says you're so pretty, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I know. And then they talk about you behind your back. Like, what the fuck? Is she serious? So, basically, someone gives you a compliment that you didn't even ask for, the only proper response is thank you. Anyway, kind of funny is about people boosting your confidence and making you feel good, only to have those humble realizations that you are in fact a big fish in a small pond and there will always be someone better than you. And I love that season two started with this episode. I think it was perfect timing and a great way to develop my character. Episode three, Butter at the Barbecue. It's just me being dumb and giving useless life advice, like don't bring butter to the barbecue if there's already butter there. That's probably my favorite quote from myself of all time. And someone responded to me, responded to me, you can't ever have enough butter and that's not the point. Like, they're missing the point. There's, the butter will melt at a barbecue if there's too much. I'm still bad at social media, by the way, and still posting in phases. I am trying. I'm trying really hard. And I have got a little better, I guess. I deleted my Twitter a while ago. I just can't get the hang of Twitter. And I don't like the idea of like following all random people. I wanna follow friends, not random people. And Instagram, I think, is a pretty good mix of celebrities, random people, and friends. So I have tried to keep up with my Insta, and I do love photo shoots. I like to dress up and put on makeup and control the concept of the photo shoot. It's like a creative outlet, and if I was taller and skinnier, I may have tried to become a model because I love being in front of the camera getting creative with costumes and makeup i still have a facebook i don't post a whole lot but i definitely facebook stock a lot um facebook is like my friends and my family and my coworkers. i'll post pictures of my family on there it's private it's my pg-13 page my insta however it's like who the fuck is this is she single that's my rated r page Episode four, Matchy, was my first vulnerable podcast, obviously not planned. Um, My best sweet little dog died, and I can't even listen to that episode because I'll bawl my eyes out. Anyone who has ever asked me if I cry, show me an animal in distress and I will completely change into a different person right before your eyes. If you look at that episode's date, it was a while before my next episode. Um, He died in September, right after Butter at the barbecue. It's so hard, whenever you have to make that decision, to put an animal down. Because you never know if you made the right decision, if there was more that you could have done. But honestly, putting a suffering animal to sleep is one of the nicer things that we do for animals. And I wish that we could do the same for suffering humans. Matchy was my pug that I had for 12 years. I got him for my 21st birthday, and I always wanted a pug. I didn't have family or children, so he was my baby. I guess I shouldn't say I had. I didn't have family. I had my grandma who raised me, but she also died when I was 25. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, it's getting really deep today, guys. You, You're all very nosy and should really mind your own business. Anyway, that dog was just there with me all the time. He was there with me when my grandma died. Um, He was there through every bad breakup. I used to take him everywhere with me too, or I would try to. If a friend invited me over, they knew Matchy was coming. If I was out at night, I would find a sitter for him so that he wouldn't be bored and they could play with him. He had this little snort and these little angel eyes that would look up at me so sweet and sad and his snoring would help me sleep it was like a sleep channel and he talked like cartman from south park what the fuck man where's my lunch and when are we going in a walk this is stupid he was always talking shit um one time i stopped at the border patrol checkpoint on my way home and i always would roll down the windows so that they could see in my car Well, Matt, starts barking at them like crazy. He's in my backseat. And I roll down the back windows and he flips out of the car window and onto the ground. And I think his fat rolls mainly broke his fall. Meanwhile, the Border Patrol guy is like, oh, ma'am, your dog. So I opened my driver's side door and Maggie runs in. He's like, fuck, that was so embarrassing. Go, ma'am, go. And I did. I shut the door and I zoomed off. There was an Oktoberfest. In the park one year and i had matchy with me on a leash you know thinking it was the park where dogs are allowed and i went to enter the fenced-in alcohol area and one of the event coordinators is like you can't have a dog in this area so i'm like okay you know i don't like to break rules it's around halloween time and luckily i have a turtle costume in my car so i put matchy in his turtle costume." I walk back up to the fence again, and they're like, ma'am, you can't have dogs here. And I'm like, but he's a turtle. And unfortunately, turtles weren't allowed there either, so we left. But so many good memories with that dog. From the moment my son was born, him and Matchy also had this very strong bond. He was always, like, laying next to him, and as my son got older and began to crawl, my son would always be crawling towards matchy and playing with him so when matchy died it was very sad for our whole family it was also very quiet without the sounds of his tiny nails on the tile when he'd walk or his snoring i do have another snorty dog an english bulldog he's two and his name is dex i just couldn't live without the noise i love their snores Episode five, anger management. This one was about my first contract job in Tucson. Um, I went on to take many other contracts and my husband, he doesn't really ask me anymore if I made any new friends. I think he's just accepted that I don't need to make new friends. Although I would say that right now is the first time ever in my life that I have as many friends as I do. Like real friends, real good friends. Um, I met some really good people on all my travel endeavors. Some really annoying people too, but um, I still have a lot of people that I like and keep in contact with and they understand me and my humor, which is always nice. I'm going to jump to the Cove and New Year New Virus because I kind of hate episode six which was fake photos. I don't really want to talk about that one. It was just kind of boring. Episode seven and eight were during the pandemic. And this is when my podcast became the most inconsistent. Um, Work got really busy. And those last couple of years are kind of a blur. The first wave of COVID, I was all amped up and ready to go. I was like, come on, guys, trying to rally and stuff. Um... The second wave was like, okay, I can do this as long as it comes in waves and we get breaks in between. And the third and fourth, they all kind of run together after this. And by this time it was like, what wave are we in? And we didn't get breaks in between anymore. Everything just ran together. We were like, what variant is it? What fucking day is it? And everyone started to fall apart and lose their minds myself included. The travel contracts and bonuses for overtime was lucrative, but also exhausting. So a lot of nurses, they ended up leaving the profession or a lot of them just left to chase the money on travel assignments. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, I'm over the money. I just want my life back and time with my family and my sanity. Our COVID numbers are low again, and I'm just glad that it's over for now, and I hope that that doesn't ever happen again. And If there ever is a pandemic, I hope that it's a real good one, like a real strong one. like Either take us all out at once, you know, like only the strong survive kind of thing. Just take everyone out, or don't do it at all, because just like the slowness of the last pandemic, that shit sucked. Um, episode nine, how are you? This is my least listened to episode in season two. And I love this episode. Um, it's very underrated. If you haven't listened to this one, please do. It's about all the polite phrases that I hate. And really by being polite, we're actually just being rude sometimes. I don't know why we can't just be truthful by being polite. A lot of times we're just lying, and our lies can actually hurt other people. We should be able to just be honest instead of polite all the time, and people shouldn't take it personally. Like it's very selfish to think that other people's moods and words are because of you. Um let's go ahead and jump to season ten: Rocky's Horror. The one everyone was dying to hear a sequel to. Some of you even came to see the show because you listened to my podcast, which is funny if you've never seen Rocky Horror before and you didn't know what it was about and that was the first time you saw it. The real reason that I wanted the part of Janet so much is because my mom died and her dying wish was to watch me as Janet in Rocky Horror. Just kidding. Um, I just like the show. Basically, though, the people who I thought would get me and my humor the most, the theater people, well, they didn't get me. They got really mad at this episode, and that wasn't really my intent. Um, I didn't mean to upset everyone or hurt anyone's feelings. Was I mad when I made it? I mean, yeah, I was mad at Schmacy. I mean... I helped this girl so much like so many times she broke down like during a scene or during rehearsal and was like I just can't do it and I would go and have a little pep talk with her and I would build her up and I would make her do it anyway and there were many times when she would just literally sit there and she would say can I just eat popcorn and watch you and I was like of course I like performing so go ahead And she would usually ask me, like if we were rehearsing a new dance or something, if I could go first. And she would always say that I was so much better than her. These are her words. And if she could watch me first, then she would know what to do. And this is all fine. And separately, I'm also fine with being an understudy. If I'm not the one doing all the work but I feel like I helped her overcome a lot of insecurities and I helped her perform better. And I, I gave her an outfit for the show, but then when it came, came time for the show and the directors saw that I was putting an effort and work, they decided to give me a couple show nights of my own. And then she started acting like a little shit to me, like ignoring me, putting random shit in my dressing room and my clothes and stuff because we shared a dressing room. And I tried talking to her like a grown up, and she would either hide or ignore my texts. And then when I finally got to ask her to her face, like, Hey, are you upset that their directors gave me two nights? She was like, no, I'm fine. But then she would still be a brat to me and not talk to me behind scenes. And then one night she even threw this little fit on the floor, like, screaming and beating the floor like a spoiled little girl who didn't get her way so yeah it was frustrating it was like why did I even help her um so yeah I was annoyed at Schmacy in my podcast but what I said about her was she would lose a shoe and she was goofy these are not things that I say about people when I'm trying to ruin their life like believe me it's much worse Um, These are things that even she had joked about with me. I was hoping that she would listen to my podcast and realize that she was being a little shit and that she would laugh about it and get over it because that's how I get over shit. But instead, she just totally played victim after that. And I don't think that the other people at the theater would have been as mad over this episode if it weren't for her playing victim Honestly, I think that most people there actually do like me and my podcast and everyone is just afraid to be the first to admit it because they think that I was being a bully. But you know who was a bully? Fucking Schmacy. She had a lot of nerve for someone so consumed by, quote, anxiety. Someone who couldn't even talk things out with me like a grown-up. She, like sought revenge and she went way overboard with this so she stole my slip and I know it was her because I told her before that I felt self-conscious without it I told her I have to wear the slip um it just doesn't look good without it and she all of a sudden disappeared one night before my last show she came to my last show and she memorized every single callback for Rocky Horror that there ever was, and yelled the entire time. Um, I know in Rocky, so there's audience participation, and there's supposed to be callbacks, but she went way overboard. Everybody knew what she was doing, and she used that as an excuse, and nobody even said anything to her. Like, if that was me, I would have never fucking heard the end of it. So let's sum this all up, okay? Okay. I help a girl, basically. I coach her and help her develop her character, kind of, like, mentor her. Um, And the directors decide I get to do two shows, just two, out of nine. Um, And then she starts acting like a little shit to me. So I call her Goofy, and I say she loses a shoe. So then she gets so upset that she steals from me, and she tries to come and make me stumble on stage. Again, if I had done that to her, she probably would have broken down on stage, I'm sure, and I would have never heard the end of it. Just because I didn't cry victim for every little thing she did doesn't mean that I was wrong and she was right. And I apologize for my part, she never did. But anyway, she's just young. And that's the main problem. I am a little disappointed, though, that certain people in that theater who didn't see that side of her and just thought it was all me, um, because I really thought that these people were, well, I just kind of thought they were a little smarter. I thought, like, higher of them. Um, but whatever. That's pretty much the sequel and what all happened. And the moral of the story is Shmeisi is the type of person who will shit on your pillow for sure. Um, I'll shit on your pillow too, but then I'll tell you that I shit on your pillow. I'll fucking broadcast that shit and she will shit on your pillow and still play victim and act like she did nothing wrong and accuse you of shitting on the pillow as her own shit lies on the pillow confusing. Yeah, I know. Um, there was this one guy there in the show and I just want to clarify this. So there was this guy who I really upset horribly in my podcast and I really, really felt bad about it. I like this guy. Um, I thought he was super cool. Didn't think really about what I said till after he explained why he was upset and I do feel really bad still. Um, thought what I said was funny it wasn't so just to clear it up um, no one stole women's underwear during the show at all like that wasn't a thing it was totally 100% made up anyway um, as soon as Rocky was over it was almost Christmas time and my holiday spirit just goes from black scary darkness to glittery and wonderful in the blink of an eye episode 11 oh christmas tree so it's about the christmas tree for the festival of trees in the mall and for the past couple years i've been trying to bring darkness into christmas because if christmas is so wonderful there should be a place for every kind of spirit right even the m- misfits like jack skellington or maleficent they're not evil. they're just misunderstood And they, too, would like a gift and a place at the dinner table. So I did win the Community Tree Award. I think the judges have shit up their ass, though. Um, Like, I really think they're constipated or something. They never vote for my trees. They always vote for some Christmassy tree. Like, nothing special about it, just all happiness and glitter. It's like the perfect tree who was born into money and just inherited their trust. That's who wins the judges vote. Not the trees who have a sad story and still show beauty and resilience. These judges need to take a crap and look deeper into the story of my trees. Or they need to find judges who appreciate real art. So my tree this year is going to be Evil in Disguise just to prove my theory. I can't tell you exactly what the theme is because it'll ruin the surprise, but believe me, it'll be offensive to some. It'll be beautiful on the outside with an imperfect meaning behind it. And only those who have the ability to look past the outer layer will get it. And everyone else will just think, it's pretty and perfect. And I am still hoping to get into Finland sometime next year, although it's a little bit close to like the war zone over there, so I don't know. I don't really know what's going on over there. I just know that um, some packages have been delayed for sure. And I'm still working on getting Finny AF though. I've been learning some Norwegian with Babel. It's not great. I'm horrible at learning other languages. But hopefully someday I'll be able to ask them where the bathroom is. As far as season three goes, I do have some great topics. I just need to actually sit down and do the work. My goals for next season are to be more consistent with my episodes. That is definitely something I need to focus on. And the other goal is just to say it. I'm going to say everything on my mind. I'm going to go full on rogue and completely risk it all. And I'm not going to hold back.